The menu is a satirical thriller about an eccentric celebrity chef who gives a group of wealthy diners much more than they bargained for. It's got a rising scream queen, an esteemed actor, and Luigi from the hit movie Super Mario Brothers. So let's dig in to the menu. Welcome everyone, Male Fuzz Movies invites you to Screams After Midnight. I'm Peter, and joining me as always is Tim. Mm, um, no. <laughs> is that a hello? This is me enjoying some delicious food. <laughs> Uh, uh, this is a horror movie podcast. We get together, we talk about horror movies, and we were going to do our, our top 10 of 2022, but Tim, very last minute, said, can we sneak in one more 2022 movie before we so do it? Please, please. <laughs> please, Peter. Yeah, that's how it sounded like. Yeah, that was accurate. Yeah. Uh, and he said, let's do the menu. I want to do the menu. And I said, okay, fine, Tim. We'll do the menu before we get to our top 10. Uh, which mm. you know what was on the, the the you know the radar you know people are talking about it. I think it just hit <laughs> HBO Max in the last week and that's why it's kind of resurged a little bit since its initial uh, release. So uh, we'll start spoiler free as we always do. We'll give you a warning before we get into the spoilers. Uh, the menu is a horror comedy. It is a very dark comedy. Um, yeah. <laughs> a very satirical film. It stars mm-hmm. Anya Taylor Joy as a young woman who's invited by a rich guy played by uh, Nicholas Holt to a very esteemed... Beast. <laughs> beast from the young X-Men movies, yes. A <laughs> uh, very esteemed restaurant that's on its own little island that you get taken to by boat. All the people pay over 12 grand a head to go. Oof. Yep, that's how expensive it is. You'll, they only we gotta have... open a mild fuzz restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Can any of us cook, Tim? Uh, what's my specialty? Uh, do you know what pizza muffins are? <laughs> I can make those. I mean, I know what a pizza is, and I know what a muffin is. I'm intrigued. <laughs> but no, I do not it's... know what a pizza muffin is. <laughs> uh, it, it's not like a, it's not like a cupcake muffin. It's like a, like an English muffin. You know, you basically just slice it down and toast it, put some cheese on it, maybe a little bit of sliced pepperoni. Yeah, very, very fancy. I love how you've just tried to make other things more like pizza. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're not. <laughs> Actually, I, I was eating... Um, <laughs> I was just eating, like, uh, Domino's <laughs> when I watched this movie, which is kind of funny. Just, like, eating very, like, basic <laughs> fast food takeout <laughs> pizza. Uh, yeah, oh. yeah. Well, uh, we'll get into the culinary aspects of the film. Uh, probably yeah. more so in spoilers. I'm a little bit of a foodie, so I'll... Oh, I sure. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I, do you know what? As I, was, you know, as I was watching this, time, I was thinking, which one of these eccentric characters is Tim going to pretend he's like? Because that's mm. what you do. Okay. And then secondly, I was thinking, which one is he going to claim that I am? Because that's also something you do. Well, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. <laughs> is it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I would be the chef. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm the Nicholas Holt of the of the, of the, the operation. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Okay. Yeah. See, you're so predictable, Tim. You're That's predictable. It. I'm getting so good at seeing <laughs> your bullshit. Just 
Like, <laughs> in advance. Yeah, so they go to this, this posh restaurant, uh, very esteemed, chef's famous, chef, of course, played by uh, Rafe Fiennes, I think is how you say his mm-hmm. name. And uh, he's an actor I know very well, but I've just gotten his name wrong for, you know, decades at this point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, he's in, he's in a bunch of stuff. Um, so Red he... Red Dragon, I think. He's in what? Red Dragon, right? I mean, I've not seen Red Dragon. I, I, that's the one you <laughs> went with, not Schindler's List, not... Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> numerous things that he's been in over the years. Z wreck it, Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was John C. Riley. Oh, they just named him after the actor. At least I think it was anyway. I don't know. It's been a while since wreck it, Ralph. But mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> I didn't even hear what you said until like a minute later. I went, wait, what? <laughs> it's Wreck It Ralph. That's I know, but he'll pronounce his name Ralph. I used to call him Ralph, and then I was corrected. Tara told me off for calling him Ralph. <laughs> wait, so what is his name again? <laughs> Rafe. Rafe. Oh, that's pretty cool. Like uh, <laughs> Raphael, my favorite Ninja Turtle. Yeah, so they're giving you know, this seven. <laughs> What's that guy doing? <laughs> they're giving this seven course. It was funny is we just I just recorded the first Ninja Turtles movie on Collector's Cut because we're doing them all. And okay, I just think I it's funny how that movie talks so much about one food and pizza, and then this movie <laughs> is you know the posh high dining experience mm-hmm. where. There's a theme to the menu. It's an art form. Like it's supposed to like, evoke something over the course of the five or six courses, or however many it is, and all the mm-hmm. rest of it. Uh, but you know, some key details here is that Anya Taylor Joy's character wasn't originally meant to be coming to this thing. Whoever was going with Nicholas Holt's character, his name is Tyler, which uh, I, I remember because it's, it's it comes up in a very funny way later on in the movie. Uh, but his name's Tyler, and he was going with someone else for whatever reason she cancelled or they broke up and he's brought her instead and this is kind of a wrench in the plans because the the chef and the his staff prepare food specifically for the guests they know they're, cu- they're coming they do a bit of research on them that kind of thing uh, and there's more to it than that of course but uh, that sort of sets up so there's kind of a weird tone it's kind of like do you know what it is it's like someone watched that episode of Seinfeld with the soup Nazi yeah. <laughs> it said let's make a whole movie where people just start to get really uneased by the amount of power and control that the chef and his mm-hmm. staff or, or you know have over the, the guests uh mm-hmm. but there's a lot of social commentary and satire uh that sort of comes out as it goes on um so a lot of lines did make me laugh out loud i'll we'll share some of them in spoilers of course uh but that is the the gist of it so tim yeah I'm not going to be surprised by the answer, I don't think, because you said we need to do this movie before we do our top ten. <laughs> but uh, how, what did you? Uh, how did you find the menu? Uh, I, yeah, I, I liked it quite a bit. Um, so I remember seeing the trailer for this, you know, like early on. Um, I don't know if you can hear that noise in the background. I can. I, I got it. What is it? <laughs> uh, we got like a new uh, robot litter box <laughs> thing. <laughs> uh, it basically, it, it looks ex- uh, like. It has these lights on it that, like, when you turn off the the lights at night, it kind of like glows, and it looks exactly like the uh, the pod <laughs> from the fly. <laughs> what <laughs> wonderful! <laughs> I think I saw a tweet photo actually. Now you mentioned yeah. it, but uh... <clears throat> so I apologize. But uh, hey, what do you, what do you want? It's a free podcast. Who cares? Uh, so... <laughs> I care. Damn it! <laughs> what we do here is strive for perfection. 
Uh, oh, <laughs> I can get you. Um, yeah, so no, uh, I remember seeing the trailer and thinking, like, not really having, like, much uh, of a reaction. Like, not really being like, well, uh, that looks stupid, but also not really being like, well, I can't wait to see that. Um, I, I forget how much the, the trailer gave away. Like, I, I feel like I didn't really know the, like, exact premise or, or whatever. Because uh, I actually thought this movie was going to be about something else, which it, it turned out not to be. Um, you thought they were going to try and eat Anatole Joy, didn't you? Well, <laughs> I mean, I, I thought in general it was going to be a cannibal movie. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, especially because, like, like you said, it is very, like, satirical and stuff. Uh, you know, which you kind of you know uh, get that even early on like from i think from the trailer and stuff so i thought it was going to be like a very literal like eat the rich you know kind of uh premise <clears throat> but it's not exactly and i guess it's a it, it, i wasn't sure if we we're going to do it because i have heard other people not even call this a horror movie which um i i disagree with that like i i do understand that it is uh definitely like uh, a comedy like you said it's a dark comedy like <laughs> you know it's not like a a goofy like laugh a minute kind of thing but it is very satirical and there's like a, a dark humor to it but <clears throat> i do also think it is uh like very tense and there are you know moments that uh yeah are very like horror focused uh and i guess we can't really talk about it without going into spoilers but once you kind of find out like the what the menu really is and kind of the purpose of you know everyone being there that night um then you kind of see like where the horror element uh comes in but um yeah I, i'd actually had heard this getting like good buzz after it had come out and i know a couple of people that uh like i know my brother and i had like, a couple of friends and stuff said like oh no it's really good and i think even a couple of people saying it was like oh surprisingly it's like one of their favorites of the year so uh naturally i was really excited to watch it and uh yeah i don't think it you know it lived up to the, the hype for me. I thought it was really well done. <clears throat> I thought, uh, you know, the cast is all really good. Um, I, you know, I, I'm starting to just really, uh, uh, um, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I get happy when I see, uh, Anna Taylor joy and stuff. I think she's a, she's a delight. She's always good. Um, I liked her uh, in this quite a bit. Uh, the guy that plays a chef, yeah, who was really good. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why you're saying his name there. Ralph, whatever. The but no, like everyone's good. Like Johnny Lig was, uh, John Leguizamo, like was, uh, you know, really good. Uh, you, Tim, uh, I can't get away from this guy. Like this is like, the fourth movie I've watched in the last <laughs> month that he's just popped up in. He, like, I was, I was wondering. I was like, is he making a comeback? Like, it was, how do we feel about him? Is, is he good? Because I know he's in Violent Night. I, I haven't seen that yeah, yet. Yeah, he's, he's, he's the main bad guy in Violent Night. Um, not a new movie, but I just happened to watch the remake of Assault on Precinct Thirteen uh, on New oh, Year's yeah. Eve, and he's in that. Like, and I didn't know he was in it. He just he popped up, and then he was in something else I saw recently, and I can't remember what it was now. Uh, uh, but, but yeah, like, yeah, he kept popping up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. speaking of Seinfeld it's like oh it's a pop-up um it <laughs> seems like something they'd say um but no I, I think it's just a it's a very solid movie uh it's you know it, it's fun and um you know it's it's not quite a bottle movie but most of it does take place in just kind of like this you know one room of the restaurant which I you know I thought was neat um but it never got boring because like you know like each table has you know kind of like their own thing going with the the characters so it's always fun kind of bouncing back and you know everyone kind of seems like they all have like secrets or something <clears throat> maybe like almost sinister uh or, or something like that that's kind of being kept from them so it's exciting to kind of see like all that unfold and 
you know, see where the story goes. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I thought it was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like the movie quite a bit. It's, uh, like I say, it's quite funny in places. Uh, it did make me laugh quite a bit. The director, Mark Millard, Millard, however you say his name. Um, oh, Mark I, Miller, famous comic book. No, not him. No, not him. <laughs> uh, he apparently is known for doing HBO shows. He directs a lot of Succession, which I've never watched. I know people rave about it. That's on my to-watch list, yeah. I've heard it's great, but I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, uh, and that's obviously dealing with a lot of rich characters. I don't really know much about mm-hmm. it, but I do know it's about a lot of rich people, you know, caring <laughs> about, uh, like, you know, where the, the family money or business is getting yeah, passed I down to and one... stuff. Yeah, that one's, like, more, like, uh, satirizing, like, nepotism, I, I feel like. Like, it's a yeah. lot of, like fail sons and stuff <laughs> yeah so i could definitely see even even though i've not seen that i can certainly see that like why someone who's involved in that would sort of also grow you know be a part of this movie because there is a lot of satire of, of uh of different classes and uh the relationship between those classes and all that sort of stuff and, and certainly kind of the entitlement and like tastes of the rich which obviously at a restaurant that charges twelve thousand dollars a head for a meal <laughs> clearly is for the rich so yeah yeah so that, that's something that obviously is throughout like you said performances are good it was kind of fun like i think the thing that made me most impressed with it is that there's this kind of like shifting of where your sympathies may lie as the movie goes on as a viewer mm. because mm. i think at first you're like okay once things start to feel a bit nefarious and it's like okay even though they're not all the best bunch of people do you kind of side with the victims here and then you go well, maybe not because it feels like what the 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 chef and everyone else is like doing. It's like okay, there's kind of like a like a point to it, and maybe you do kind of side more with them. But I, I feel like it doesn't sort of absolve of that side either. I, I think it does a really good job of like bouncing you back and forth with like who you actually sympathize with more, and it makes it so key that we have a, a protagonist in the middle of it, uh, Anya Taylor Joy's character uh, Margot, who is there by accident and isn't a part of either group. So it's someone who kind of is just separate from the whole thing and we get to kind of examine things differently through her and it ultimately is the one character that we can kind of latch onto in a lot of ways. So, uh, yeah. So, no. But no, I, I thought it was a, a very well-paced uh, movie that, that slowly sort of like peeled back what it was doing. Uh, yeah. Like an onion, you may say, since we're talking about food. <laughs> sure. So... Yeah, no, it was, uh, I uh, had a good time. Um, it's, it's definitely a movie we're going to talk about what it actually means and what it's like getting that, because that's mm-hmm. really what the whole thing is. It's definitely one of those types of movies. Um, not without being, like, constantly entertaining, though, because it is constantly yeah. entertaining. There's moments of tension, mm-hmm. uh, there's moments where the tension will build up to quite a good laugh, which doesn't actually take away from the tension itself. It's just that when you get the point of what something is like it goes from being tense to being like oh this is this is what the point of this bit was or what the point of what the chef was doing here was or so on and i'm, I'm dancing around spoilers obviously the way if you like that but yeah that was a good time um so i like how the movie kind of like breaks down like uh it, you know it's kind of like segmented like with each like food item um, each course yes it comes up with a yeah. title saying what the course is and yeah yeah i like that yeah no that does it does break it down um yeah, at the start of the movie, I was thinking, oh, I don't know how many courses this is going to be. I wonder if I'll remember all the all the courses. I think there was too many for me to remember what every yeah. single course was. But obviously, we'll uh, we'll do our best and we'll we'll get into it all. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, you know, it's, it's got a bit of uh, there's a very dry wit at times, but there's also kind mm-hmm. of a heart to it by the end as well, which was also a little bit surprising. 
it's kind of like you know, it's kind of like how the, the chef himself has obviously got a lot of statements he wants to make and he's being very critical. But I think by the end, there's also kind of this, like, he's not letting himself off the hook for being part of it, if that makes sense. And I think oh, that yeah, kind yeah. of adds a bit of depth to the character and a bit of depth to what the movie's doing. Uh, as opposed to, because you said Eat the Rich, and I think it still very much kind of is an Eat the Rich movie, just not literally. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah, just like, they're yeah. not literally mm-hmm. eating the rich, but it's kind of about going after the rich for who they are and what they've done and, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. Um, but... It does add this extra layer to it of uh, accountability for everyone involved, which is uh, which is an interesting spin. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I had a good time. Um, it definitely made me crave a specific food item by the end. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm guessing like the least fancy food item there. <laughs> well, otherwise, spoiler. I'm, I'm, I'm being coy, I got you. <laughs> but... I, I agree. Now that it, it did look quite good. Yeah. So you know. Um, now, do you do you personally do you know anyone that's like a foodie? Because I I definitely know some people like this, and I've spent uh, some time with them, and I've just been like, you know, God bless them, but it's like, come on, let's just get uh, <laughs> you know, some fish and chips or something. Not really, no. I've I've never really had anyone I've been close to who's like been into food as a mm-hmm. a culture, if you if you will. Yeah. People <laughs> who care about what they eat, sure, but not like not this. <laughs> yeah, not this. <laughs> It's so funny, actually. Uh, you know, it was hard not to think a little bit about Pig, which is not a horror movie, but uh, just um, oh, sure. that's about a chef who's kind of like left the the business and criticizes another mm-hmm. chef for being like a hoity-toity bastard uh, at one point in the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, there was definitely kind of some commentary in that film, which I think kind of spills nicely. This is almost like a companion piece to that movie in a weird way. Yeah. So that's interesting. Uh, that's a yeah, it's a good observation. I didn't, I didn't think about that movie, but uh, yeah, another really good movie. I, I like that one quite a bit. Yeah, it's weird that we got a couple of chef-focused, satirical, you know, <laughs> movies, and you know, within a couple of years of each other. Uh, yeah, like, I don't know, like, sh- yeah, like I don't know if like chef stuff is becoming popular because uh, there's this, uh, what's it called? There, there's like this show on FX that uh, people liked. Bear. Uh, Bear, yeah, which uh, the the only uh, not that it has like a lot of similarities between this, but it just made me think of it because. Um, I, I watched the first few episodes of that and, you know, in that they're always going, yes, chef, which I didn't even know that was like a thing they do in restaurants, but you know, obviously they, <laughs> they do that a lot in here where, you know, the chef issues a command. <laughs> yes. They'll say yes, chef. Yes. There's, there's a lot of yes, chefing in this. Yes. And uh, let's not, you know, forget about the realm of video games where overcooked is a popular <laughs> game. If I even beyond that plate up has kind of become the big thing to stream in the last year, which is kind of like overcooked I heard of that. it's like overcooked but you also get to like assemble what the kitchen layout is so like as you uh, go, as you go through it you hope to like get automated parts to like help make some of the things quicker so mm-hmm. uh bye so yeah there's that oh. also speaking of things just again just a random kind of coincidence that it was hard not to think a little bit of glass onion as i was watching this as well because that was a group of characters oh. invited to an island and right, you know, I, just, I watched yeah. that on just before christmas so it's just it's funny how you know an actor that i've been seeing pop up a lot was in this there's a premise that's kind of you know similar-ish to to another movie i watched recently there's just, there was a lot of little things in this that feels very much like it's uh like tying a bow on a couple of different <laughs> like per- just random personal themes of watching stuff recently it's weird yeah. uh but so it's just been a good time uh for movie I don't, I don't know if there's just been maybe more good movies streaming lately or if maybe since it's like 
the year's ending or whatever, people are just throwing stuff up, <laughs> like, kind of willy-nilly, because I, I feel like I've, I've watched a lot of good stuff lately. I know it's just more good stuff, like, uh, and it's, it's kind of funny, I almost get whiplash thinking about it, because 2020 and 2021 were garbage. Like, they were absolutely garbage <laughs> for movies. Yeah. Not that there was nothing good, but it was, like, I couldn't make top 10s for either of those years, just in, not, not even for horror, I mean, just in general. I can't yeah. do a top 10 of 2020 without putting movies on it that I don't like. Because there's just not a lot of good movies out in 2020, and to to almost the same extent 2021. 2022, Mm -hmm. by comparison, there's like actual competition. Like, I'm having to cut things that I like uh, to, Mm -hmm. you know, make a a top 10 of things. So, um, and Horace especially has had a pretty solid 2022. Yeah, very good year. Uh, movies are back baby and obviously we're in 2023 now but you know we're, we're you know just finishing up mm-hmm. our, our 2022 viewings before we get to our top 10 uh, mm-hmm. next time so top 10 top what <laughs> repeat yourself Tim <laughs> said top 10 <laughs> I have nothing to add. I just wanted to force you to say it again so everyone can laugh and mock. Wait, that's why I love your face. Uh, we should do a top 10. That'd be fun. <laughs> what, would that cons- what is a top 10? What does, what does that consist of? So, let's see. There's me, of course. There's Tim Drake. There's Tim Curry. <laughs> Tim Robbins. That might be it. <laughs> I'm sure there's more Tims. There's definitely more Tims than that. Well, yeah, but you can't. Not everyone can be in the top, the top Tim list. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not ten. It's just, it's just, just, just yeah. the ones that make a cut off, and that's just where we yeah. stop. Okay, all right. Just, just check. Oh, Tim Meadows, of course. Uh, yeah, obviously. The ladies' man himself. Ooh, yeah. it's a lady. <laughs> Okay, let's talk about spoilers, because I, I really want to get away from this conversation as quickly as I possibly can. So, full spoilers for the menu uh, from from henceforth, you've been warned. Uh, so, yeah, and you know, it's like, obviously it's a bit hoity-toity, and I think having a character like Anya Taylor-Joy's uh, Margot, who... Which, let's face it, she's a joy to watch on screen. <laughs> Margot, right from the start, is like... <laughs> You know, she's she's kinda like not into any of this. She she's she's like this is all a bunch of hoity toity bullshit, it's all about pretentious, you know. She's kind of the viewpoint which most of the audience will relate to because they're going to like mm-hmm. be looking through her eyes. So even right from the get go, the idea that it costs twelve thousand dollars or whatever, the idea that it costs that much, the idea that they have to take a boat to the island, uh that there's backstory behind some of the <laughs> the the courses <laughs> and things like that. Her reaction to these things immediately is like a, a conduit for the audience. Like we, she really is representing us and reacting to everything in this movie and all the pretension that it sort of comes with. Um, so, yeah, we're introduced to a whole bunch of characters getting on the boat <coughs> to go to the island. Uh, John Leguizamo, he is uh, an actor who's kind of past his prime. And he's going to be trying to do like a new cooking show or something, which is why he's made a point of like getting a, a seat at this restaurant for the night. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's bringing his assistant, who I wasn't actually sure if he was having like an affair with her or if it was just that she mm-hmm. knew a bunch of things that his wife didn't know. I wasn't sure mm-hmm. exactly. Um. Yeah, I I wasn't thinking affair just because. Yeah. The you have the. 
uh what you call it? the the other the older couple where like the husband's having an affair and it's like yeah you don't need everyone to be having an affair no that's true that's true uh but yeah you've got a married couple who are again i mean everyone's kind of hoity-toity but like there, there are different yeah. kinds of hoity-toity there's like a trio <laughs> of like tech investor guys who are you know kind of douchey <laughs> effectively <laughs> um and then there's a food critic uh who she brings her manager or the guy who like works uh, with the magazine that she writes for mm-hmm. they're they're together and then is that everyone in the group i think uh, maybe yeah i think so yeah of all the guests or i mean i don't know if you include his mother in, in that group. no but... I, would, I would include the mother yeah. no <laughs> Uh, I think that's most of them anyway, if not all of them. Yeah. Uh, but the idea is that they're all, you know, they're all one percenters or close to. They're all kind of part of that social circle, mm-hmm. and they're all going here. So, so Margot feels out of place, like and, right from the get go. Yeah, and and like you were saying, like uh, you know, I, I think it does a good job of like making them all, like you know, stand out and be very different. So it makes it mm. interesting, kind of, you know, like as it's going on, you see like you know everyone's different viewpoints and how they react to things but uh yeah it's interesting because you know, they're all rich hoity-toity like you said but um in you know various different ways like yeah you have someone in you know like the the hollywood side of things and then you have someone that just seems like they're just like a rich businessy asshole guy and then you have like young tech bro guys and stuff yeah. so uh yeah it does a really good job of like kind of mixing up uh, these different types of characters but they're all like interesting uh to watch and then Tyler, of course, who's bringing Margot, uh, he's, like, excited about this. He's really into this. He watches all the shows that the chef's involved in. Mm. He, he he basically represents the, like, the pretentious guy who thinks he's studied all this and he's, like, really high standards and he's constantly talking about the delicacy of it and how much he hears about it. And obviously that takes this turn as well as the movie goes on where he starts, like... When Margot is, like, spoken to rudely by the staff or by the chef or they do something where she's like, hey, this isn't right, like, we should be getting treated better or something like that, he immediately, like, you know, he starts acting out. The big, the big moment I probably would get to is that where he sort of snaps his fingers at her and she's yeah. like, did you just snap your fingers at me? He's like, well, yeah, because you're acting like a child. child. <laughs> <laughs> right? And it's like, you know, I paid for all this, so just F and E. And it's like, okay, all right. I mean, he already he was already like a dick. Like, he was already like a complete, like, pretentious douchebag who clearly was a bit of a poser who, the way he talked about all this stuff. But that's the moment where it's like, oh, you don't respect her at all. You just wanted a pretty yeah. lady on your arm when you came here. I actually did feel like a little sympathy for him, like, early on, just because, like, it's he, yeah he is like pathetic but also it's like you can tell that this like means the world to him so anytime that like he messes something up or like you know kind of gets called out for something like I, I did feel a little bad for him but yeah like once you know he basically turns his back on margo which um i, I think at that point you still don't really or at least I, I wasn't quite sure what the relationship was so i figured that they were like you know at least friends or dating or, or like you know something that you know, I would demand, like... It was definitely I mean, new, though, because it was... Because clearly he was yeah. coming here with another woman, and then that right, changed, right, right. and he's bringing her instead. So clearly this is, like, a, a fresh relationship, if it is indeed that. You know, obviously we, we learn a bit more yeah. later, but... But um, then, yeah, once he sna- snaps his fingers and stuff, though, that, that is, like, definitely the turning point where it's like, all right, well, screw you, man. But Well, he's, he's a bit uh, incelly, right? Because, like, there's a line early on where... He says, oh, I didn't go to your prom. And she's like, oh, why? And he's like, oh, all the cool girls that oh, you yeah, yeah. all said no. And she says, ah, forget those, you know, 
idiots or something like that. And it's yeah. like, okay, kind of sweet, like, right? But then as the movie goes on, it becomes kind of clear that he's obsessed with having a cool girl with him. He keeps saying, you're the coolest person here. Like, no one else here is yeah. as cool as you. Like, it's very, it is very much like he wanted to bring a trophy rather than a person. And you that's, know, that, true, yeah. that's just kind of reiterated as the, as the night goes on, yeah. But yeah, he very much belittles her and it becomes a bit money. I'm paying for this, so just F and E. Like, yeah. it, it becomes that very quickly. Yeah. In a way, like, he might get, like, the worst comeuppance out of, like, anyone. Oh, he does. <laughs> well, see, here's the thing. Like, so his, his whole thing, right, uh, That with me is that like, past this point, I never really felt sympathy for him, but his comeuppance that he gets from the chef is so, like, mean and, like, punishing <laughs> that it was one of the things that made me go, I don't think I can the say with the chef either. He's maybe been a bit too <laughs> cruel <laughs> with this. <laughs> like, it's, it's, so, I, I guess we'll talk about this now because this was brought up. So, she wasn't meant to be there, right? And as the night goes on, uh, like, the chef even asked to see Margot uh privately and says you weren't meant to be here um you know you're not one of them you're you're one of us you, you implying you know, as a class system you're a server you're someone who works for money uh to for a living to survive you're not one of these filthy rich people who are you know arrogant and all the rest of it you're not one he, of like them. divide yeah like he divides them into like givers and takers yeah, like, yeah you're not uses, like yeah. a taker yeah yeah um so I'm going to give you the choice to be with us or be with them when we all die later. And she's like, and that's the reveal that there's going to be death. Like, there's definitely going to be yeah. death at the end of it, right? And we'll get into all what that means in a bit and all the rest of it. Mm. But this sets this up that this is the wrench in the whole plan, is that the the, the guest list was curated because it was all people the chef felt comfortable, or not even comfortable, like, he wanted to kill. <laughs> like, he wants to yeah. kill these people. And yeah. this, this woman who has been brought here last minute is innocent. And not only is she innocent, she's not even, like, a rich asshole like the, everyone else. She's actually someone that he kind of will feel sympathy for. So, yeah. after whatever course later, when and at this point, they all kind of know to some extent that they're in danger, because there's kind of like a, you know, it rises as the, as the courses go on. Like, how, at first mm -hmm. it's just they're inconvenient, they're annoyed, and then it's like, oh, there's actual danger here, something bad's actually happened. We'll get into what all those things are. But after one of the courses, I think it's, it's, it's between these two last courses, uh, before we get to the final course, uh, something on plan happened, and he sits down in front of everyone, and at this point, everyone's kind of expecting to die now. Everyone knows they're going to die, mm -hmm. or at least that's what the plan is. And the chef says to to Tyler, I told you that everyone was going to die. And it kind of gets into this. If anything, if I have a critique about the movies, they could have explored this a little bit more, this idea that oh, sure. when he was... E apparently, they were emailing each other, and he he invited um, Tyler to this. He told mm -hmm. Tyler that the, the, the end of this, this, this menu was to be killed, and Tyler came. <laughs> and I think it kind of gets into not only does he worship and does he, like you know, have this pretension about the art of, you know, cuisine and all these like, little things that he's doing and uh, taking it all very seriously and being, like, you know, I don't even know the word, like a pretentious asshole, really. Yeah. Is it, it's also got that kind of cult-like element where he worships his... So he's a Zack Snyder fan, right? And Zack Snyder's invited him to his cult and he said, look, we're all going to like watch my final film together and then we're all going to like drink the Kool-Aid and die. And he's like, yeah, I worship you, Zack Snyder. Like, I'm up for it, right? This is, I mean, it's I'm, a great example. I, mean, I don't know. I'm being a bit mean with this example, but, you know, just to get I, the point I across. It, I think it works. <laughs> right? 
And you, but you brought this woman anyway. I told you that everyone coming here was going to die, and you substituted. You hired what turns out to be an escort, right? So that's mm-hmm. the reveal with with her character. Margot is an escort. Margot's not a real name. Uh, she even recognizes one of the rich guys at the, the place that she actually th- did some work for. Uh, <laughs> and you invited her anyway. You invited this woman to her death because you wanted someone with you, and she's innocent. So he gets come up and far. He's like, you. Yeah, I'm sorry, but I think, uh, yeah, like, I think he says, like, oh, like, why did you, like, bring her along anyway? And he says, like, uh, like, oh, like, you don't serve tables for one or something like that. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. So he needed a sacrifice, effectively, so that he could come. And he cares that much about coming. And effectively, uh, he says, I mean, well, this is not what he says right away, but ultimately the point here is that you're you're part of the cancel that's ruined the art form of what I do. Is the way you treat it, the way you deconstruct it, the way you you obsess over it and mm-hmm. act like you know what you're talking about when you don't really belittles everything we do. Like that's kind of the point he gets to here. But what he actually does to him mm-hmm. is he says, You're not really one of them. You're a chef. You belong in the kitchen with us. They give him a chef jacket, he writes his name Tyler on the on the chef jacket and says <laughs> you're going to make something chef and all of the kitchen staff just stare at him <laughs> as he's forced and he's like what, what, what do you want chef what do you want tyler what do you want for your ingredients and he's like uh, 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 leeks i'll have some leeks <laughs> and i'll have uh, uh, what, 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 what's your protein uh, uh, lamb i guess <laughs> and he's like he's like nervously like chopping things as like, the entire kitchen staff it's, it, it's like a really cruel but really funny scene and some of the commentary from uh, Fiends was just cracking me up. But he's, he's, he's talking to the, the guests and he's like, oh, uh, apparently we're learning some new way to uh, chop or dice uh, vegetables here that you know we've all been ignorant to. This is very fascinating. <laughs> and then ultimately, when he finally finishes this, you know, quickly, hastily thrown together monstrosity, uh, he tastes it and goes, it's shit. And that's when you get the title card for this course, like all the other title cards. But it just says Tyler's bullshit, and then lists yeah. the things that are in it. Um, that was great. You, you know what it kind of like reminded me of, uh, and I don't, I don't, I don't know if you agree or disagree, or uh-huh. like uh, if you had like a different take. But in a way, it kind of like reminded me of us, like, <laughs> like, like, like. I mean. Not specifically us, but just like kind of like online criticism and like uh, yeah, you know, the way like was... people are so vocal about fandoms and stuff and like you know how many people go online and say like well actually this is how you fix the Star Wars universe or whatever like blah 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 <laughs> and it's like yeah like imagine if like yeah some Hollywood guy just picked up like some guy on Twitter that thinks he knows you yeah know, how better to run a studio and actually gave him like a chance to do it and you know they would just mess it up so oh, bad and then... I mean you say that I would love to see it I would I would love like Disney to hire some douchebag off Twitter and be like hey you run Lucasfilm for a year yeah. and we'll just see what happens <laughs> yeah it's like all right yeah like uh Snyder boy you know 420 uh all right here you get to make your own Star Wars movie let's let's see what you got um no I mean I think part of this movie is a bit been self-aware and I don't think it's I don't think it's saying that you can't be a fan or critique anything I don't think it's saying oh, sure, that sure, at all yeah. uh, but I think it's pointing out a, a level of obsession and um, mm-hmm. you know and I think it's healthy for even us dare I say <laughs> to sometimes take a step back and just have a better perspective oh, on sure. yeah. what we're doing what we're talking about what we're saying how we engage in that conversation all those things 
Because, um, cause, you know, the, the big part of the chef character himself is that he's not ab- absolving himself as, as part of this. So he is going to die with the rich people at the end because he is as guilty of perpetuating the system that he is, yeah. you know, he is critiquing. So, um, I, th- I think the most interesting part about like when you're talking about, you know, what he's saying is, uh, yeah, where he's saying like, um, I, I forget his exact, exact, exact wording, but I think you, you know, you, you did a good job of saying it of like, how, like, you know, deconstructing it is, you know, kind of ruining the art and stuff. Mm. And, um, so yeah, like, I wouldn't think that's like, yeah, I wouldn't equate that to criticism. I think that's like a different thing, but like, it does kind of like make me feel, you know, like about how many, you know, like freaking like, you know, videos they are that are like blank movie ending explained or like, you know, 50,000 <laughs> Easter eggs that you missed in this. And it's like, yeah, there is something to like, there's definitely like, you know, a, a difference between, yeah, like criticizing or like talking about art and having discussions. And then, you know, these kind of people that just need every little thing explained or broken yeah. down. And uh, and I do kind of, yeah, like agree with <laughs> what he's saying a little bit about how that kind of I like does demystify stuff, you know? I mean, I think edit with that, and especially with art, like you are supposed to talk about it. You're supposed to converse about it. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, otherwise, what would the point be if it was just this thing you never shared yeah. with anyone? And like talking but there's a healthy way of talking about it there's a healthy way of critiquing and deconstructing and um you know it kind of comes up which what comes up later but you know Ian Taylor Joy says oh there's no love in this food you know you used to cook with obsession rather than yeah. love mm-hmm. and I think you know if the conversation no that's not to say that you have to love everything you're talking about far from it that would be ridiculous because then there'd be no you know levels to anything you, would, you wouldn't be honest about anything you'd just be saying you love everything for no reason but the critique comes from a place of love because you, in this case with us, we love film, we love horror movies. So mm-hmm. we talk about what works and what doesn't. And when we're critiquing a horror movie that's bad and doesn't work, it's because we want them to be good or because we mm-hmm. we, re- we want to recognize the good ones for doing, uh, not even just the right things, because that implies that there is a right way to do it, but more so <laughs> right. that they do something inventive or they do something that does work or they, they try something different or, or you know. <laughs> Whatever it may be, there's healthy and unhealthy ways to talk about anything, really. I mean, fundamentally, yeah. but the comparison to online oh, that... critics did not uh, was not lost <laughs> to me. If, if uh, to answer your original question, I understand why you're saying it made you think of us. Yeah, <laughs> and just uh, to add to uh, real quick to something that you just said, um, I also do always like to point out that, like, uh, like yeah, like uh, you're talking about like unhealthy like healthy and unhealthy ways of, of talking about stuff just because sometimes you don't like a particular movie or something <clears throat> doesn't mean that like you're being negative or like unhealthy about it like i i think sometimes people you know equate like just just having like an opinion and saying like oh i didn't like this you know maybe a popular movie or whatever like people automatically like think like oh like you're just like a hater and like stop trying to like you know ruin our fun and stuff like um I don't know, that just kind of always irks me. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's definitely an asshole way to, you know, be like, oh, this movie sucks, and anyone that watches it is a big, dumb baby. Like, (laughs) yeah, like, you know, whatever. Maybe you don't want to be that guy or whatever. But just because you don't like a movie, like, it it always annoys me when people are like, yeah, like, you know, if you don't like it, maybe just don't talk about it. It's like, no, like, you should be able to talk about things that you don't like and have a discussion as to why you didn't like it or it didn't work for you versus, you know, like, your friends and stuff. But, uh yeah, uh, that's something that always, like, I think, is kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, there's like a weird gatekeeping to conversation, which is yeah. odd. Yeah, I, yeah, it, 
it's you know after this part of the movie uh tyler is obviously standing there distraught and he's taken away and we had just assumed that he's killed and we see afterwards that he's 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 hanging you know <laughs> margo sees him through a door just hanging there um now i do question I think, like the chef like whispers something to him he does which, yeah uh, i don't know if it's specifically like kill yourself or if it's just like whatever he said like i mean he's already like destroyed <laughs> oh yeah he, by... he is i i but... the, the only problem my comparison to Zack snyder probably and this is not to rag on snyder but i don't think Zack snyder is like someone who dislikes the people who love his stuff uh, i feel like <laughs> i feel like he That's loves true. it he's got yeah. a dedicated fan base whereas this guy like like the chef here like he has disdain for people who talk about his work this way <laughs> he doesn't <Yeah>. like it <laughs> it's very 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 different um yeah. so yeah, and you know that that's kind of his like arc of the movie, or if you can call it an arc, but that's that's his story in the movie. Uh, I don't know if we, I, I don't know if I interrupted you, but he he hangs himself. That's basically what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ends up being his fate. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, to just to go through the other guests then and talk about what their stories are uh, in terms of what we learn about them. So you know, the three rich douchebag kind of younger guys. Uh, we sort of hear you know they complain it because the second course is just it's like. It's maybe a bread course that comes with like sides, like different sauces you can dip the bread in. But he just gives the sauces, and it's like, no, 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 no. The poor people eat bread. You're the rich. You don't get bread. Yeah. <laughs> you just get the delicate sauces. <laughs> and I think this is like a. It's supposed to be like a particularly like really good bread that they're known for or something, because mm. everyone is like expecting it and like really wants it, and he's just like denying it. And then uh, th- this one I thought was particularly funny because. Um, you know, it is, like, the kind of, like, you know, artsy bullshit that, like, you know, you could see, like, someone doing, like, mm. being, like, oh, see, like, the, like, the absence of the food is, like, part of the, you know, the experience, like, you know, without, <laughs> like, you know, without tasting it, like, imagine it, like, or, or whatever, and, like, you know, and, and you can see, like, some of the, you know, other oh, yeah, people at the, the restaurant the, are kind of buying into it. The, the, the critic, uh, the, the the food critic, she is like, oh, this is so, you know, risque, <laughs> I think she calls it. She's like, oh, this yeah. is how outrageous. I love it. <laughs> like, you know, it's kind of that. Actually, it's interesting, though, that, you know, Margot reacts to this also. This is ridiculous. It's a restaurant. We're supposed to be served food. <laughs> like, she also has a complaint with it. So it's to show that everyone would have a problem with this. But it's yeah. the, the trio of douchebag characters who are like, hey, Kim, look, do you know who we are? We actually work for the guy who now owns this restaurant. Um, just give us some bread, please. Come on. And she, she and the, 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 the head, like, waiter lady, she's, like, you know, very stern to it. She's like, no. And then she actually whispers something in his ear right, right before she goes, where he's, like, still trying to get her to just give them some bread. And she leans in and goes, you'll, I'll just try to remember the exact word of it. You will eat uh, less than you desire, but more than you deserve. Yeah, I think was the was the line. That sounds right. Yeah. And it, it just like it shakes him. He's just sort of sitting there, like, "What the hell did she just say to me?" <laughs> uh, I like these characters because they feel like, especially entitled. Like, I mean, everyone mm-hmm. here, you know, is very entitled, but they especially are like, "No, come on, like, you know, we're good for it." Like, you can, like, you know, they especially do that, like, very <sighs> this thing that I hate that like I've I've had to put up with like when I worked like, you know, like uh in like service uh industries and stuff where like you know customers do that thing where like they're very they try to be very friendly and like kind of like jokey with you and like okay but come on like i know the rules but you can break them for me and and then like don't even wait for you to respond like it's all right like come on yeah you do it like don't worry about it and it's like no like uh 
I can't like you know the, I, I can't break the rules. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. The, the um. Yeah. So so their whole thing, uh, which comes up in uh uh the the memory uh mm -hmm. course, which is the Taco Tuesday uh <laughs> course. <laughs> so they get given tacos and they get given a. Uh, a chicken thigh uh, to cut up and put in their tacos, which I'm like, how lazy are you? Are you making the guests cut up their own meat for the tacos? Like, the, the, Jesus Christ. But anyway, so yeah, they're given tacos and they're given like the meat and the, the other ingredients separately and they're given like the tortillas. And the tortillas though, because they've researched all these guests and they know who they all are, uh, all have like images on them, like in the in the taco itself and in the, in the tortilla. And for the the trio of guys it's uh like bank statements and like like transaction statements mm -hmm. of like proving that they're like you know basically committing fraud and like claiming like embezzling money from uh, yeah the they're embezzling company. yeah and they're like what the hell is this in fact one of my favorite lines <laughs> of the whole movie is when they're talking about this and they're like obviously freaked out and they're like asking and they even ask like, the women over and they say what's this and she's like it's a tortilla <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah but what's this tortilla <laughs> but my favorite one of my favorite lines of the whole movie is after she leaves and they're talking about it themselves and one of them says okay it's just it's just a, a taco and the other guy goes yeah it's a taco that'll hold up an f in court yeah. <laughs> that's funny <laughs> um that's a good line. There's, there's a few good lines in this uh but that one uh, stuck out to me uh so that, that's just uh, yeah i was saying it uh, yeah, I'm talking about that, that uh, like, head waitress uh, as well. Uh, just, she did a really good job of, like, being very, like, stern. Uh, and, like, you did feel, like, a little bit of a menace. Like, there was a threat to her, which, obviously, like, she, you know, goes berserker uh, a, a little later on in the movie. But, um, yeah, I thought she did, like, a, a good job of being very menacing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, if anything, like, the end of her character story where she tries to kill Margot because she's worried she's going to be replaced mm -hmm. by Margot or for some reason is probably mm -hmm. the weakest thing in the whole movie. It's the, it comes out of yeah. nowhere. It gives yeah. us a fight scene where she gets stabbed in the neck by the end. But honestly, it just kind of felt like it didn't need to be there. And I don't really, yeah. you know. Also, like, it's not like, even if she did replace her, it's not like they have a future. Like I know, they're going to die anyway. <laughs> um, but maybe it's critiquing that even his staff who are so devoted to him, they're willing to do this mm -hmm. as a critique on them itself. Uh, yeah. The sheep that follow him into whatever he's doing. <laughs> yeah, I, I do think there was something to that that I wanted maybe explored a little bit more uh, mm. as to, like, if it was just like one or two you know other people like i could understand why they you know be so obsessed and willing to die with them i, I guess uh but like it, the fact that it's like a whole like there's a decent amount of people there yeah, it's, it's like, like maybe 20 people or something like, yeah yeah it's like okay like is there a specific reason you're all like so willing to it, like is he just that charismatic or, or whatever but <laughs> they all just believe I, in the arts so much that yeah. they're well they do yeah uh, i mean it, yeah if it's like so much of their life and stuff and, and i guess like they all kind of live together and yeah stuff like it already feels a little culty it's always very culty absolutely it feels like a cult mm -hmm. um you know so there are characters we're going through the characters here uh so we did the, the trio uh there's the married couple who there's not much to them other than that margot recognizes the husband and when we find out it's, it's when um the chef like talks to her and tries to ask like who are you who are you know, he's trying to figure out who she is to see what she deserves and that kind of thing and uh she reveals that you know she's an escort and that she uh had him as a client this rich married guy 
And there's like a throwaway line about how like what he wanted from her was just for her to tell him like how great he was while he masturbated. <laughs> and that was like yeah. basically it. <laughs> but um I think what's interesting from this is less so much the character because obviously the the tack was they get have the uh like uh, it's like a printing of him with a woman. It may be Margot, it may not. I don't know. It's, it's not like it's that detailed. It's made out of bread. <laughs> like yeah. it's, it's only so detailed. But I think what's interesting about this is that later on, when Margot and this wife like share a moment together, um, like the wife reacts to her and says, "You know my husband," and she's like, "Yes," and it's just kind of like a bit of a cold moment. But I think what's really interesting is at the end of the movie when Margot's sort of like figured a way out of the situation and she's effectively been let go to like to leave and like be saved. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think it's a really touching little moment that it's this guy's wife who's the one person who sort of gives yeah. a little gesture that says, just go. Like, yeah, get, it's okay. Get, yeah, go, go save yourself. It's fine. The idea okay. that she's the one in the room who has sympathy for her still, mm-hmm. uh, I, I actually thought it was a really nice little touch of like, you know, this is not this, is not this young yeah. woman's fault that my husband's a cheating, you know, scumbag or whatever you know like she doesn't deserve this let her go yeah like she she's probably out of everyone i mean you know other than margo obviously like out of everyone she kind of seemed like maybe the most like person i I felt bad for uh because i mean well hold on we don't know a ton about her like she could be horrible she could be but come on now tim she did suggest that they had cod the last time we're there and oh. as as the chef says, it wasn't called you effing donkey, yeah. which is another one of my that favorite lines. <laughs> that was really funny. Donkey, oh, I so. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they 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 cut off his finger because he tries to leave the husband at one point. Uh, this is after, of course, they've seen something serious, which is one of the the main chefs like committing suicide in front of them. Yeah because he really wants to be as successful as, as the main chef, but he never will be. And this is all about, uh, I don't know, regret or, like, failed ambition or, you know, accepting your place. So he kills himself with a gun in his mouth. And some of them still don't believe it's real. Some of them are going, oh, it's performance. Oh, it's a squib. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It's all part of the theater of the experience. I, I think it's notable that the food critic's saying that and it's the actor in the room who leans over and goes, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I love it's the actor who's like, no, that was goddamn real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot of uh, some fun stuff with that. Uh, obviously, the actor's whole thing is that he's kind of uh, past his prime and his assistant, up, yeah. his assistant wants to leave him, thinks he's a bit of a loser, and mm. he's not... And there's a few moments where he'll, he'll bring up the films that he was in, and he'll say, you know, uh, uh, but we can try and rush them with blades, uh, you know, when yeah. they try to bring out the next serving. It worked in a movie that I was in. Like, that means mm. anything. <laughs> yeah. I would say he definitely had, like, the best reason why the chef wanted to kill him. Like, that was really funny. <laughs> well, it's the it's the funniest reason. It's the, I wouldn't say it's the most justifiable reason. <laughs> oh, sure, sure. That, that, I'm sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. like, the most the, the funniest part. <laughs> uh, that really got me. Because, yeah, at one point he stands up and says, look, I deserve to know why you want to punish me so bad, you know, beyond just the broad <laughs> idea of being rich. And the chef's like, well... I saw your film, which I forget what the title was. Uh, it was something like like Doctor Sad, like su- Sad, Sad. Su- Sunshine, maybe Doctor Sunshine, su- something like that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but he's like, I saw your film. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I only had one Sunday off that month, and I went to the cinema and I watched your film, and I was so <laughs> sad and just you know just regretted my time immensely. And immediately he's like, 
I was only in it. I didn't direct it. He's like, yes, but your face, seeing it, right, even now, just brings back so much sadness. <laughs> and Which actually leads to probably the other big funny line. That I've seen, I, I, when I did a quick check to see what other people thought about the movie, this was the line that everyone was bringing up. Was uh, He turns to his assistant and says, what about her? She's just my assistant. And you know, Rafe, you know, the chef for a second goes, okay, good point. And she's like, he's like, where did you go to school? And she's like, uh, somewhere. Oh, yeah. And he's like, uh, student loans? And she goes, no. Oh, then you have to die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that line. That was first. Yeah, that was good, yeah. Her reaction to it was quite good, too. It, yeah. it, it, so, you know, it sets up all these characters and kind of, like, we, we find out more about them as it goes on. And, but more, more, more than anything, just how they are relatively disillusioned or delusional or entitled or greedy mm. or up their own ass like the critic who yeah. thinks all this is whatever one of the things that they keep doing with her is that the first course is like a soup thing and maybe it's the second i don't know whatever course it was but it was a soup thing early on where she complained that it, you know to, to her even to the staff or the chef just just to her her manager dude that the it was broken you wouldn't expect that in a restaurant of this quality this this broken quality to the soup um and Throughout the, the rest of the night, the chef sends out bigger and bigger bowls of the soup that yeah. <laughs> has the same problem. Uh, it's kind of like an FU kind of moment. So, you know, there's, there's that yeah. going on. Uh, now, it's it's a very interesting... Obviously, it's not meant to be taken super literal. It's definitely a satirical film with mm-hmm. elements that are, like, not realistic, that are larger than life or or whatever. Mm-hmm. But there is kind of, a like, an interesting heart to it where... His like genuine conundrum of like, what do I do with this Margot girl? Because she's not supposed to be here, and she doesn't really belong to this this rich elite, and she's not one of my staff. He tries to make her one of his staff, you know, briefly. You know, he, he gives her a job to do, so she's technically one of them because that's the side she belongs on. Um, but he is conflicted over that, and that's why I'm saying, like, I think when you realize that he's only going after this elite rich because of how awful they are, you're like, okay, I can I'm kind of siding with him almost. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm kind of on his side, but then he goes so far in like how like punishing he is to them that it's like oh, I don't know yeah. he's actually maybe a bit severe. Act now I'm th- now I'm thinking about it. Uh, but by the end, it's almost like the yeah, you, go. you know, it, it's almost like Jigsaw in a way. Like you know, like <laughs> in the Saw movies, like his whole thing is always like oh, like people you know that are not taking life for granted or, or whatever. I'm gonna make them appreciate life, but then yeah, you always do it in like a way that would just make someone want to die like <laughs> you know i i i would just like instantly die in a saw trap i think for that to work in the saw movies looks i don't think it does is that there has to be people that maybe get caught up in the story that he intentionally tries to let go or save because he doesn't think yeah. they deserve it but he never does i don't think that ever happens in any of the saw movies no. <laughs> whereas no. here like our, our chef character is kind of conflicted and doesn't really want to but he's like well it's all in process now and when she's out snooping, when she's given this job to go get this barrel from like a you know a shack or something, she goes into his place, uh, which is right before the uh, the lady tries to kill her. But she sees a fo- some photographs of him at different restaurants, but notably one that he's smiling in, like one where he actually looks happy. And it's when he's in his like young years, is is from the eighties or nineties, and he's he's just he's got a burger on like a you know he's flipping a burger, and he's just he's. Yeah, no, it's like a an employee of the month plaque, and it's yeah, like yeah, him yeah. at I think it was like Hamburger Howie's or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so, some <laughs> local hamburger place, and he actually looks happy, and mm-hmm. that builds up to a big climax where 
right before the final course, she she says, no, I, I wasn't happy with the food and I want to send it back. You know, she even claps her hands like he's been doing with the staff all night. Uh, now, I, I, I like this ending here where I wouldn't say that we've really, like, established any, like, specific rules, uh, I guess, up to this point, but I like that she kind of figured out like this game or not like a game but it's like oh like this is a restaurant and like maybe i can use like restaurant logic to you know i, I don't know if it's necessarily like tricking him or just no, like I don't, I don't think it's tricking you know him. giving him sympathy like yeah. i i don't think it's tricking i i think i don't I, yeah i wouldn't look at it like that at all I, I i think the way this ending works where she claps her hands together and she says I wasn't happy with the food. I'd like to send it back. Something that he's not let anyone do. Like, no one sends food back to him, right? You, you eat the goddamn food you're given. And <laughs> right. she's like, no, I wasn't happy with it. And then she explains why. And this goes into, like, everything he's been saying all movie about how they're all pretentious. They eat their food because they, they want to brag about the experience because they want to pretend that they understand the art of it. And she says, there's no love in this food. It's made with obsession. You obsess over it. No, you don't love it. Like, I, I, can't, I don't taste any passion in it. So I don't want it. And she, he's like, well, I can, I can make you something then. He's like, he takes the challenge. And she's like, I want a cheeseburger. I don't want anything fancy. I don't want it to be, you know, reflective. I just want a good goddamn cheeseburger. And he's like, I'll make a traditional cheeseburger. But there's a moment though when she asks for it, like the slight, like he, he smiles just like a little bit. Like this request yeah. is like a real request. It's like, no, she wants, she wants a cheeseburger because eating the cheeseburger she will enjoy and it'll make her happy. And he's not, really cooked food for anyone who will just be happy they're eating the food in such mm -hmm. a long time that it's a genuine thing so he brings her the cheeseburger we get and this is why everyone wants a cheeseburger after this movie because oh, you get the, you yeah. get close-ups of him flipping the burger and putting the cheese on and it looks you know so it's, it's, it's a double it, it melts yeah it's yeah. a double cheeseburger <laughs> this honestly this thing like one party would have been enough like see when i was younger <laughs> i used to always double up but to be honest I'm thinking specifically of proper restaurant cheeseburgers, like stuff like McDonald's yeah. are really thin, so whatever. But like, like I'd be like adding like so much like fat and calories to the meal mm. for no reason other than to feel worse at the end of it. Like one one nice patty a burger is is plenty yeah. in my opinion. Oh, absolutely, yeah. but he <laughs> uh, gives her this double cheeseburger. It looks like the most delicious thing you've ever seen. She takes one bite and says, "That's a good cheeseburger." <laughs> but I'll think I will eat it now. I think you know, I'm not as hungry as I thought. I would like mm. it to go. And he basically sort of recognizes what she's doing and is like, I will accept this. I will give you this way yeah. out because you don't deserve to be here. And this request for the cheeseburger is her kind of like saying, yeah, I don't belong to this crowd. And I think one of the important details as well is that, you know, at the start of the movie, she's complaining or she sort of mocks the price of this and everyone's paying this. Um, when he says she'll, he'll make the cheeseburger, she says, and how much will that set me back? And he says, nine ninety five. And it's the idea that this is her paying her money for something she can afford that she will enjoy and she will see value in it. She will, she will appreciate it. And he's happy to fulfill that requirement. Because he, he could have said, oh, it'll be like a $100 burger. No, no, he's like, no, yeah. it's a cheeseburger, nine ninety five. <laughs> and because even earlier on when he was talking to her, he said something like... um. So it was, there was a line earlier on to her about um, her parents like barely, you know, you know, buy, buying something you look forward to to eat that your parents were struggling. That's all they could afford. So that's what you look forward to was this cheap food. 
and this idea that she gets more enjoyment out of this cheeseburger than any of these rich assholes will get out of any of this fancy stuff that you know has <laughs> like artistic merit behind it yeah kind of thing um so yeah but yeah so he lets it's her cool, walk like... out with a with a doggy box a doggy bag yeah uh it's cool like she's essentially like you know the final girl here and it's you know it's like a very different type of you know movie than like a slasher or something so but i like that like you know she still had to like you know even though like like you're saying like early on like you know, was trying to decide what to do with her and you, you did kind of get the sense that he felt sorry for her and he was probably looking for a way to like let her out but i like that yeah you know she still had to think of like some way of doing it and then i you know it's a it's a nice resolution and then uh yeah <laughs> seeing her escape and then like you said it is um surprisingly kind of touching because like as she's leaving you know she kind of looks back and it's like you know there's a sense of like how do i save the rest of you and like like you brought up early like it's just like you know the one you know older lady that kind of just like confirms with her like oh, we can't be saved just go yeah save yourself it's I, fine. I, and i think that's like a, a really strong thematic point of that that, that yeah. moment and it's worth mentioning at this point in the movie, none of the rich people are trying to leave anymore. They've all just kind of mm-hmm. accepted their fate, which is almost just kind of like uh, the chef is like kind of made his point where the idea this menu has to end with their death. That's what brings it all together. Like mm-hmm. at this point, they're, they're so defeated because there's, there's been a few different things that have built up to them feeling like they can't get away, uh, which we'll get into. But yeah. And then, yeah, the, he has a really good line where, you know, something I've been thinking about, uh, you know, the whole movie is like, there's not that many people there and you like and like yeah there is like some you know like tough looking people at the door and stuff but at the same time it's like you know you're not going to try to rush them or something and then you know i think it's funny that the chef even brings that up like when he's kind of yeah at some point he's like making the speech or whatever and he says like for god's sakes like you guys probably could have escaped like if you like banded together and tried to rush us like but you didn't like which is yeah like a good allegory for you know the rich like there's so much that you can do with your money and you don't <laughs> you just waste it on experiences like this yeah and there's also this entitlement of like they expect to be saved rather than to save themselves and yeah, any yeah, any discussion of like trying to is kind of futile and uh, a couple of the big set pieces that we've not talked about before this point mm-hmm. that we should sort of touch on is mm-hmm. one there's like a uh, was it man's folly or whatever it's called uh where mm-hmm. the course is just for the women so uh, one oh, of, right, right, one yeah. of the things the chef does is he gets them all outside uh, before the course starts and he explains or it's not even him that explains he gets uh, one of his, his cooks up um, this woman mm-hmm. and she explains that the chef uh, tried to sleep with her uh, I, I can't remember how long ago he said it, she said it was but and then he tried again a second time and then after that he didn't fire her but he basically gave her the cold shoulder and went and talked to her directly and kind of treated her poorly because she turned him down and mm-hmm this is like him taking responsibility for like it's one of his faults you know one of his actions in the system where he's in charge and they have to follow what he says and so on and so on like the power dynamics and he goes over and she i actually thought she stabbed him in the dick at first but she stabs him in the thigh with uh mm. like you know kitchen scissors um mm. and she wipes the blood on his white chef's coat and he says i'm sorry and this is like him like you know repenting for what he's done and it's this idea that like the men are worse than the women most of the time for various reasons. And it's like, we're going to give the men a head start to try and leave. They've got 45 seconds. So they all run, except no- notably Tyler 
who is just enjoying everything. He doesn't want to. <laughs> but he runs, all the men run, and the idea is that they, they will all try and get away and leave the women there if they can. They say they're going to get help and send them back, but, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see I, about that. <laughs> I forget. I, I think it's like John Leguizamo. I forget what he says, but it's something funny. Like, he's like, oh, come on, you know I was a coward or like something like that. That, <laughs> that made me laugh. Yeah. Um, and they all they all have futile attempts. Like one of them makes it to the water. One's hiding in a, yeah. you know, a, 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 in, the, in the, the, the hen house or whatever it is. So that one was funny because that was like the last person to to be found and then like you just see like the the hen house opens and like they just offer him like this little dessert or something yeah, like, so Here, congratulations on being the <laughs> the last person um yeah so so that woman uh like you almost like feel bad for her like when she's telling her story but then later on you find out like it was her whole idea to have everyone die yeah like, well she, at she, the end. <laughs> she sits with all the women who are left to have their their course right uh and this is when the the wife talks to Annie Taylor Joyce, you know, when all these little moments happen. She basically they try to appeal to her and say, "Hey, like, why don't you help us? Like, why don't you we change how this works? Why don't you help us get away? And why do we have to die at the end?" And then they're they're basically like thinking they've got a chance of talking because this is a woman. They, they she might be sensible enough to listen to them. They might she might want to help them. And then she reveals that it was her idea for it to end with the death. And they all just yeah. sort of go quiet and like, well, might as well eat more of this dessert. Then. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like the uh, the food critic who's like really trying to like prod her and be like, oh, oh yeah, you know, like you should start your own restaurant and blah blah blah. And then when she's like, oh no, like uh, I can't do that. This was my idea to have everyone die. And then yeah, the food critic's just like, all right. And then like yeah, she kind of just has this reaction like f it, and then just starts like either drinking or eating or whatever. <laughs> I nobly. When she says you should start your own restaurant, she's specifically trying to like kind of not bribe her, but say, "I'll help you. I can put you. Know, I, can, I can help yeah. you get a restaurant off the ground because I've got such a." And because one of the things about the critic we've not really mentioned is that she's had a lot of restaurants be closed, but with her reviews, that you know, so a lot of play, all of her tacos had photos of uh, the restaurants that she got shut down by like giving bad reviews. So it's this mm-hmm. idea that she she holds so much power in her opinion and what she does to the businesses and livelihoods of all these different people. Uh, the yeah. idea that she's like, hey, I can like help you be successful. She's trying to basically convince this woman that she can become upper class. She can become one of the rich yeah. and she'll help <laughs> her do that. Uh, and is, and that, that's the thing that there's, there's several moments in the film where someone says, how much money will this take to let us go? Like, we'll pay whatever you want. And it's like, your money is not going to save you. It is no good here. <laughs> like, you, you cannot get out of this with money. So, yeah. And if, unless you're a rich person, watching this is very satisfying when those moments yeah. spring up. <laughs> For obvious reasons, uh, yeah. <laughs> one might say. As a great like, because one of the things they do as well, uh, after the suicide, because uh, they've already had that, but there's a moment between courses where they kill the owner of the restaurant. Like, it, they reveal that they've mm-hmm. got him outside and they've got angel wings on and they lower him slowly into the water. Uh, and he's like, and the, the chef's like, like, listen, listen, because you can hear him like screaming and moaning outside, like, and yeah. silence once he's in the water. <laughs> yeah, uh, and and so and that was the guy who's the boss for like the tech bros. That... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he he bought this restaurant uh, recently and apparently kept them open during COVID. Was one of the the mm-hmm. lines they slipped in here. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, the other thing is uh, when Aya Taylor Joy's snooping around, she actually finds a shortwave radio and calls in the Coast Guard. And this Coast Guard guy shows up and uh, the chef says, look, 
if you tell him what's going on or ask him for help, we'll have to kill him. And he's an innocent man, so I'd rather you didn't do that. So don't, so don't do it. And the guy comes in, he's asking, did anyone call for anyone? Everyone's sort of just nervous, and the chef's kind of talking and, you know, trying to like, get out of it. And then he recognizes uh, the actor. He's like, oh, I like you in that movie. If I, that's actually, that's really made me laugh, actually, because he says, oh, what's that one you play a surgeon? And like, Riasmo just looks over at Rafe and goes, Dr. Sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he's, he's, he's like, yeah, man, me and my wife love that one. <laughs> but he's, he's writing uh, what's supposed to be an autograph, but when the guy looks down at the note, it just says, help us. And he pulls out a gun, and there's a whole standoff moment. And there's this bit where all the rich people start to like sigh and like, "Oh my god, finally this is over. This guy's yeah. <laughs> taking control of the situation. He's going to like get us out of this." And then the guy uses the the gun uh, for the candle, which turns out to be a lighter. And then, like the chef says, "Good job." And it's like, yeah. "Nope, <laughs> this was all a ruse. You're helpless. Like, yeah. this is it. You're you're stuck here." So. By the end of the movie, none of them are even trying to run. None of them are trying to fight. I think, yeah, part of it's they don't know what it is to actually really fight and like actually try and survive. Uh, whereas Aya Taylor Joy's character figures figures it out because she's been surviving seemingly her her life, you know. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's got a lot of witty moments. There's a lot of like. Uh, good reactions to some of the courses or things the chef says, or even some of the chef's reactions to some of the things the others say. Uh, there's a lot of entertainment value throughout those elements. Uh, but there is, like, genuine tension when they've all just witnessed someone shoot themselves or someone be drowned or, you know, all these moments. Yeah, like, yeah, like that's what, like... That's the thing that I, I feel like makes it a horror movie to me, because like the like yes, it is very funny, and I I totally understand why yet yeah, people call it like a dark comedy and everything, but at the end of the day, it's still a movie about like people trapped, uh, knowing that they're going to be killed by this chef, and you know there is a lot of like tension and stuff that comes from that. That yeah, I, I can see the horror in that. Um, and we haven't even really talked about the the ending ending like how they he actually kills them <laughs> oh of course yeah i mean the final moment of course is uh, aya taylor joy finishing the rest of her cheeseburger after taking the boat across the water and she looks back at the burning building and notably she wipes her mouth with the menu itself yeah. um this idea that, again she's outside of this system she's enjoying the simple food blah blah yeah all that good stuff specifically the way though that he's burning it is he's turning everyone into like human s'mores oh like, he's yeah putting... i wasn't ignoring that. i was going to get to all that oh, okay. <laughs> like, just making sure. i was just i wanted to know about the actual because it ends with this kind of like downbeat co- comedy moment almost of like uh well not even comedy just very satirical of her enjoying her cheeseburger and this yeah. menu didn't mean anything to her there was no like grand meaning behind it it's just a napkin it's just something for her to yeah. wipe grease off of her face that's it yeah, the whole thing that they've been building up all night because he keeps referring to it as the menu. Like he's yes. he keeps calling this course like this evening the menu, the menu, and then yeah, at the end of the everything that was so important to everyone else, but at the end of the day, like you said, she just uses it as a napkin. Very yeah. good moment. Yeah, yeah. The, the actual thing though is he starts spreading around the different ingredients for s'mores, uh, particularly the, the the chocolates and the caramel sauces around. He puts down graham crackers and stuff. But then on the people themselves, he gives them like these like <laughs> it's like rings of marshmallows around their chest, and then puts like chocolate hats on them. So when he stands in the middle and sets fire to himself, 
to start the fire and the fire spreads you actually see the like the bottom of the marshmallows starting to roast and the, the chocolate hat on one of them starts melting down their face like it's really obviously violent and dark but also really funny as well as a visual because yeah. you're seeing all the food itself cook. uh you know i like that because I mean, he says something before he, he, he does it where uh like you know, this this kind of represents like you know, like most people think of childhood with this, but it's kind of like mm-hmm. a, a good representation of the gluttony and the like all mm-hmm. the things that 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 you are and stuff like that. I can't remember exactly what he says here, but um, yeah, uh, Tim, that cat is obsessed with trying to ruin my <laughs> attention with constantly jumping, like jumping across the camera once or twice, whatever. But he's been going back and forth for like five minutes. What what what's he doing? I don't know. He just likes jumping over the microphone. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> like, I'll, I'm more than happy to give him some pets, but just like stay in one place, you know? Yeah. Um, but he's, yes. like, he's showing his butt just off camera. Like there'd be a big cat anus. Do you know what's funny is I was hungry before I started this and I intentionally ate food before I watched it because I was worried that it might be gross. I was, you know, because I, I, I thought it might be a cannibal movie or it might be them eating really mm. disgusting stuff. And that never actually happens. If anything, all it did was make me want a burger at the end. Uh, right. So, <laughs> you know, like, it, it's it's not a gross movie. But you, going into no. it, there's definitely the potential for it because you think, oh, it's about food. Maybe they have to eat something disgusting. So and so yeah. on, you know. <laughs> but yeah. Um, no, it was a good time. Uh they're just little touches, like uh, Nicholas Holt at the start of the movie said he's describing the technique they used to like make one of the things, and he's like, "Oh, they used this special thing." And then later on, when Anya Taylor Joy is like fighting the uh, the head waitress, she yeah. uh, like hits her with like this this this, this device in the kitchen, this uh, mixer thing. No, don't remember that. <laughs> uh, I mean, I remember hitting it. I, I didn't. Uh... I don't think I, I specifically remembered him mentioning it in the beginning, but that's a nice callback. Yeah, well, it's brought up. Tw- that's the third time it's brought up because the second time is when when the chef is making him cook. Um, he actually when he's like sort of saying, "Hey, you know your stuff." He mentions, "Oh, you recognize this? You recognize we used this?" So it's actually been said twice by that point, and then it, it, you actually see it as kind of the payoff. I do, I do think like her fighting. Uh, and for her life and stabbing her is is, is the weakest part of the movie just because it feels kind of like it almost just kind of feels that like we wanted like a a big like mm. a suspense scene here where we could have like a big payoff to it rather than yeah. because it needed it but you know yeah, it's, it's not, a minor not quibble. necessary yeah 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 like I, I I wouldn't say I like hated the scene or anything but it's yeah it definitely didn't feel like something that was needed and kind of feels a, a little out of tone with the rest of the movie because yeah it's not like a movie where people are like fighting a lot or no whatever. yeah that's actually that's the main thing is i think it feels out of tone with the rest of the movie um because i think it's really smart that, that this movie like you say she's kind of a final girl but she's a final girl not because everyone else has been killed gradually over the course of the movie it's everyone's going to die at the end and she just finds a way to get out of it um and it's a really satisfying way she gets out of it as well um yeah uh, by appealing to the chefs, like, you know, when he loved cooking and for the people he used to cook for, you know, by appealing to that, like, she she's able to get out and that's kind of nice. So, uh, yeah. He remembered what it was like to actually care about what he was making. And she gave him, she almost, it's almost like she gave him this gift right before he died. It's like, you got to experience that one last time. You got to experience yeah. <laughs> actually enjoying being a chef again. Uh, 
not enough that he would maybe want to call all this off, but <laughs> no. Well, I mean, they'll, they'll all go to jail if he does now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't really back <laughs> out at that point. Um, and what's so good actually is that it's not even like um, Anya Taylor Joy's character Margot slash Erin will even be questioned about this because mm. her name is not in any way associated with anything that's there. It's this other woman's that's name true, who yeah. was supposed to go, who's on all the documentation, who was supposed to be at the event. She kind of can just fade away into the night and no one will know she was ever there, as long as there was no witnesses that maybe saw her, like, you know, leaving the boat or something. Yeah, no, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, so uh, she gets to just, uh, yeah. And with a bit of luck, the fire maybe erased any evidence that would tie her to the scene anyway, so... Yeah. Uh, bing, bang, bongo. <laughs> so, Tim. Yeah. Would you like to rate the menu? Uh, my rating tonight will be delivered in a five-course serving, starting... It does sometimes feel like you talk for five courses, I'll admit. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, this is, I, I'm glad we're able to squeeze this in, um, because I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, I, you know, I only really message you to, like, switch up the schedule if a movie is either really good or really bad. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Yeah. There's no middle ground. It's either really yeah. bad or really good. Yes, that's true. Like, like this is one of the examples, like, you know, this is a pretty good movie. We can probably get a discussion out of it. Sometimes it's like, oh, my God, you're, you're not good. <laughs> this movie sucks so bad. I, I can't be the only one to have watched it. Like, you got to <laughs> suffer through it with me. Um, but no, I, I'm, you know, I, I was very happy with it. It was... Yeah, uh, it was. It's just a little bit under two hours, I believe. Um, yeah, it's about like one forty-five or so. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, but I thought it like flew by really quick. Uh, like there's actually a couple of times like where we had to pause it to like take the dogs out or whatever. And it was one of those movies where, you know, like sometimes you know, like if I'll be watching a movie with my wife, like you know, one of us will have to go to the bathroom or something, and they're like, uh, "Do you want me to pause it?" It's like, nah, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not into it. And, like this was one of those movies where it's like. Oh crap! I, I have to like take the dogs out, or or I have to like do something real quick. Uh, do you mind pausing? It? I was like, yeah, but hurry up! Like, <laughs> I want to see what happens. Like, yeah, we we're both really into it. Uh, again, it's like um, you know, it's an ensemble uh movie, but like uh, yeah, everyone in it is very interesting and does a really good job. Um, you know, Anna Taylor Joy is just uh, you know, uh, she you know did a really good job uh as being like the um you know final girl kind of character you're rooting uh for throughout the movie and yeah just everyone's very charismatic and um you know it, and it's just like a good story and it was uh it was funny uh you know like the, the it feels so rare that like you know because i feel like you know there's like just not that many comedies and then like the comedies that are <laughs> that do come out usually suck <laughs> uh so it, again you know it's um like you know a different type of comedy it's a you know dark comedy satirical and stuff but it does feel good to actually watch something uh, and laugh um yeah which doesn't happen uh, as often nowadays um so yeah really happy with it uh i it's kind of bouncing between like an 8 and 8.5 uh i think i'll just go with the straight 8 here um but I don't know if I, if I watch it again, maybe I can see it getting bumped up a little bit. Maybe just just because it's a little new. Uh, but yeah, I'll just go with a, a straight eight. Uh, re really good, very solid. Yeah, I'm going to agree with the eight. Uh, I think it's really good. I think um, you know my my any quibbles I could have is maybe you know 
that one extra fight scene that just kind of felt like it came out of nowhere yeah. uh with with uh uh with what's her face margo <laughs> yeah um like i just i just i feel like that scene was just kind of tacked in it didn't really hurt the pacing it just kind of felt like it wasn't needed for the story um and then maybe just yeah maybe a little more exploration of just the like the devotion to the chef mm-hmm. by all the people working for him uh like don't get me wrong maybe it would take away from it if we ruined some of that mystique but yeah. it definitely feels like maybe there could have been a little bit more to tease like like how they were it, so devoted to him but you know it's it's you know it's very rare to say this in you know this day and age where move like there's so many movies that don't need to be two and a half hours that are two and a half hours but uh, i wouldn't have minded if this movie was a little bit longer like i i don't want 45 more minutes but yeah like you know, if it was maybe just like you know, a, a solid two hours or whatever, if there was a little bit more room to explore something like that, like yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't mind it. I mean, I, I, whatever, whatever makes the pacing feel right. I, I, I really don't, sure, uh, yeah, you know, mind regardless. But, um, yeah, so yeah, a ten for me. That's uh, just really good. Uh, I would recommend it, and I think it is a good dark comedy with a sprinkling of horror. So. <laughs> there we go uh but yeah uh so that is uh our thoughts on the menu uh you can of course leave your review of the of the restaurant and <laughs> <in> the comments <laughs> below should you wish uh but uh, obviously if you want to support all the content and show uh you can do that over at patreon.com slash tv and of course be a youtube member instead if that's an alternative you'd prefer uh but you can share everything out rate the podcast on itunes wherever your podcast from uh, all these things do help out, so please do uh, check all these things out and uh, support us wherever you can. Check down the description for links to all the various useful uh, resources and whatnot. But uh, that is uh, that is us. Uh, I will thank our Patreon producers for the month. So thank you very much to Tyler Hess and the Palacios, David Sharp, Bordenow, Christopher Moy, David Brown, Al Treisman. Uh, you are all our producers so thank you very much uh, but that is the show that has been Screams After Midnight so like I said uh, that's the pushbackers doing our top 10 uh, of 2022 by another slot uh, so I think that means like assuming we slip in Megan uh, just after it comes out <laughs> I think that means that this is going to out sort of in the back half of February so we'll see you in the first half of March for our top mm-hmm. 10 horror movies of 2022 so look forward to that but thank you very much for joining us we always appreciate it keep watching scary movies and we will see you next time